Oh, hello there. Well, hello. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Simply Jewel, a typical podcast where we are atypical of the average. So we have Pam online here. Pam is a breast cancer survivor. And hey, Pam, I would just like to talk to you about your journey. Is that okay? Oh, sure. That'd be fine. Okay. Well, we just like to welcome all the Simply Julians to the podcast. And I would just like to um, ask you about your journey, like what year, and um, let you take it from there. Uh, That was uh, 2007. Actually, the, the year December... 2006 we had in Denver Colorado we had a horrible snowstorm and um, I that's my my last uh, breast exam was scheduled in December and I couldn't make it and it was probably um, earlier in the year of course while I was at church, you know, everybody wants to squeeze and hug you. Hello and goodbye. And I kept feeling this uh-huh. pressure, this pain in in my uh, in my right breast. And I thought, geez, what is that? So that's why I had made the uh, the appointment to go have the mammogram done. And it snowed, so I couldn't go. And I was snowed in. And uh, oh wow. Yeah, couldn't couldn't go in, so I thought, well, okay. So it had to be rescheduled, of course, for the following year. <laughs> so went in, and then you know, it just all snowballed from there. That's when uh, the uh, my uh, doctor checked me out. I got the diagnosis and. And uh, what she thought was a diagnosis. She actually uh, didn't want to say anything right then and there. She, you know, said, okay, I got two people I need for you to see before uh, we we come up with this diagnosis. So, and I respected that. So that's, that's how that happened. And so then from there, it just snowballed into, okay, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And it's truly a, a whirlwind type of, uh, of thing. It's um, because you know they they believe in cut and burn. That's their that's their whole practice theory even to the today, is cut out whatever it is that is uh, that seems to be the thing that's causing the problem. Cut it out, burn it out, and then and then move forward. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how more much more into specifics uh, you wanted to get, or just just the treatment side of it, or. Um, well, I kind of remember, um, like, what were you doing at that time? Were you taking black cohosh, I believe, and um, different vitamins? Like, or did somebody tell you that's something to take for healthy choices? Or did you just take that upon yourself? Did you notice that before or after? 
I um I was having those hot flashes, those perimenopause hot flashes. And um just was trying to cope with them. And so I ran, I had done some my own little investigation and and didn't want to take the the estrogen that they try to give the ladies at that age you know i was what early 50s and didn't really want to take that synthetic estrogen and uh so i started doing some of my own investigation and uh ran across um the black cohosh and it did wonders for my <laughs> hot flashes it did wonders for those hot flashes mm-hmm. i um but then i and i and it, so now it's been a few years that i'm taking it and i'm noticing that at 50 something my breasts are tender my breasts are growing and i'm thinking what in the world is oh, going wow. on yeah my breasts are growing and so and then fast so go ahead I was just going to say how much were you taking? Like is it in units? Is it in milligrams? Very well at the time. I could I can't remember what they what the milligrams were, but it was according to the package you got probably. I don't know if at that, that time it was like a a package about the size of an aspirin is what this little thing was. And you took mm-hmm. one a day, I believe. and whatever it was it was enough okay. to to arrest to stop the hot flashes and that was you know my intent right because they got to be very uncomfortable so um i so i oh, so wow. i think i ended up taking them for at least a couple of years and so and then oh, that, wow. that particular uh so the year So somewhere like I would say mid like summer of of uh, 2006 I kind of noticed um like I said when I would get a hug at church or if I would press on my breasts a certain way that there was this it's a little painful. And it would just be a mm-hmm. flash it just be a quick flash of pain. and I thought, you know, okay. Wow. You're gonna have to okay. Go. Yeah, you're going to have to go and get this take. You know, look look that. And I also noticed that my breast was warm to the touch. You know, and 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 yes, our yes, our skin is warm, but this was unusually warm, if you will. Mhm. Mhm. So, uh, okay. That's a that's interesting cuz Yeah, which is good because most people don't know what to look for or what to ex- to expect yeah. if there's any inkling of breast cancer. So, what was the doctor's experience like? What was the treatment? The treatment, so fast forward until I've got my my doctor says okay I'm going to have to turn you over of course they have to turn you over to the specialist the what do they call them the um is it oncologist the 
the doctor that's going to be, be doing the the care, the cancer care, putting you through the, you know, coming up with the, mm-hmm. the drugs that you're going to have to be taking. And, um, and then there's always a surgeon and I will never forget her. Um, I won't mention her by name, but I'll never forget her because she was a well-known surgeon here in Colorado. I don't know if she still is. And that was all she did was surgery on breast cancer cancer uh patients so um wow did you lose your hair at that time oh did i lose my hair uh yes i did and Mm -hmm. um at the time go ahead i'm sorry Oh, no, I was just saying, so you did lose your hair, oh, yeah. but did they, what stage were you at? You know what, I I still have some of these papers, and I have the original documents uh, where I got the diagnosis. I have the original document where they decided what type of uh, chemo, there were three types of chemo that they were going to give me every three weeks. Do you know they never staged it? They never staged. Oh, wow. They never staged it. Okay. Now, and I, maybe they had a reason for that. Maybe they had a reason for not saying. You know, I just remember having the biopsy done and them telling me that it was a fast-growing cancer. That's all I remember, as far as that. But they never. Okay. There's never a stage here. And yes, uh, probably after I would say like the fourth round the hair started to fall because I think I was wearing I think I was wearing either I was wearing braids or I was wearing a weave and so I literally just cut that out because they were literally I think it was braids because they were literally hanging on by just threads and just cut them out um, had my son shave my head Um, wow and did you have any side effects like were you nauseated or did you eat anything in particular to help you with your journey after um they gave me a list of things to do for mouth care and it had to be done prior to taking any of these drugs um because they were done intravenously and um you had to to Mm -hmm. rinse your mouth out with and I had to go to to a Walmart and get this special rinse and it and combine it with baking soda because it 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 almost did like uh, toughened up the mouth if you will and inside of the mouth to prevent sores because you you got these got these uh, almost like canker sores from um, the the treatment mm-hmm. so you know how sometimes they say that the treatment is a lot worse than the then whatever your cure is going to be, the treatment of it of it is is far worse. But and one time I didn't do that that mouth rinse right. procedure very well, and I ended up with a few sores in my mouth. Like I say, very they're very painful. Um, so I do I would do that, and then I would go oh, in wow. and sit for at least a couple of hours. Um, I had another dear friend of mine that would take me to all my appointments and sit there with me as they um I had I ended up getting a shunt in my arm and I know you know what that is um and it was in my forearm uh-huh. I still have the scar today 
because my veins were too little and they couldn't really get, uh, they were afraid of collapsing and all, whatever other uh, things that happened. So I ended up getting this shunt. And so they would, they, and that allows them, so it's, I don't know, I don't know if I can describe it, but it allows them to puncture the, the shunt. It has little, it had little legs on it that fed into uh, your veins. And so that way it could get right into the right. system the way it needed to. So um, once I had one of, so you you got, so that's why I think it took so long because it was three different drugs. So it was at least a two hour session and they would run this one and they would run that one and they would run the next one. And then um, once I got home, I never felt really any ill effect while I was there. But once I got home, I just laid in the bed because everything would just spin around. And um, I think wow. I think I got nauseous um, once once or twice, I think. But most of the time, I would just lay in the bed in this fetal position and just curl up and it, it would be me and the being me, me and Jesus because I'd be talking to him about making the room stop spinning because it was just it was just going around mm, I am sorry to hear that I didn't it's always nice to to hear everyone's story and everyone's experience about cancer which goes to show you everybody's body chemistry is different and you're a petite woman so i i got sick one time in the office yeah during the during the uh well maybe i'll say twice during the actual intravenous uh medication being given to me and uh, for some reason, I had an apple. I must have been hungry, so I was eating this apple and taking this the the intravenous drugs at the time. Taxotere is one of those ones that you hear about all the time, and that was one of the main ones I was given. And I got nauseous from there, so I had her unhook me, went into the bathroom to throw up. And Joel, I'm not one that even throws up. That kind of doesn't even work. That reflex, that gag reflex, my gag reflex doesn't even work. But I threw up that day, mm. and um, wow. and then had to go to the bathroom and discovered I was bleeding. I saw the, the I was bleeding um, from my from my rectum, and um, I call, let the the nurse know. Oh, wow. So and then she discovered. So this was a different nurse. It's not the same one that I had gotten. Um, each time I went in there, she was running the chemical through me too fast. So it basically was just burning me straight down. Straight through. See? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now that right there would make me look sideways and I would have been afraid thereafter. But now, not to cut it or but just to ask now, after you've made it through your journey um, and you've gone through your rounds of chemo and moving forward, how are you now? And, and are there any side effects that you still have to deal with or how, how are you feeling? Uh, I, 
am feeling so good. God is so good. I don't think I could have made it through. Of course, I could not have made it through. That Having cancer was a year-long battle for me. I could not have gone through that without my faith in the Lord. Um, and, and then I learned something about myself in the process right about how how strong you are or you know um and then how strong you are in your faith because i remember telling myself myself because you know i had to have several surgeries and so i remember telling myself okay when they told me you got to have yet one more surgery i told myself okay i cried and i said I'm going to allow you one ugly cry and that's it. <laughs> then you're not going to be able to, because you're going to have, you either have faith in the Lord that the Lord's going to bring you through or you don't. And, and so I just told God, I said, I am going to hang on to the, this, the hem of your garment. And I am not, I said, nobody around me is going to know what I'm going through. That's going to be my testimony to you that you're a God that heals and that you're a God that saves. So to answer your question, right after um, I went through, yes. I went through 32 days of, of radiation too, and those were concessional. So 32 days of radiation every single day, and wow. discovered that I on the I don't know I they were shooting me every, every day. day, and it was only for. I want to say seconds because you know it's radiation it's gonna burn you um and that's what it's meant to do um uh and it was kind of around my clav this clavicle that clavicle bone so right in there for some reason they were shooting me there it was two spots that they aimed at because i have a tattoo today they tattooed the spots where they had to go and shoot from shoot through and so for one, you know, during I was probably in my, I don't know, 15th, 20th day and happened to just get the mirror and turn around because I could never see anything on the front side of my skin. I kept thinking, I know this stuff is burning me, but where? And so got my hand mirror and turned around and I had a black circular mark right under my left shoulder blade that was probably about five to six inches in circumference. Wow. And uh, and it moved. Well, but see, I'm not sure. I Like I said, I don't know why they were giving me the radiation there. Like I said, maybe they saw something and decided they needed to, 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 to give me the radiation there. You know? Um, I don't, like I said, I don't know. But I do remember uh-huh. two things happening at the at the end of that radiation uh, session, those 32 days. After the 32 days, I kept trying to do my exercises. And yes, I did get a little bit fatigued. But this particular day, I happened to be on the ground trying to lift my left arm and could not because there was so much inflammation and so much heat that had built up in there. And it was so painful, I could not lift my arm. So it took me, Mm -hmm. it took me probably another 30 to 60 days of claiming my healing 
uh, cursing that pain in the name of Jesus and commanding it to go in the name of Jesus. And that I am healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And it just went away. Now you asked me, do I have any side effects? I had also gone to the dentist and uh, the dentist took uh, x-ray and he says, you, he says to me, comes back and he says, you said you just got through with chemo and radiation. And I said, yes. And he says, well, usually in those patients, I can see a deterioration of um, the, the bone under the gum in your mouth. He said, I don't see anything like that in you. And I said, well, thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord, because I used to imagine when I when I laid on that that uh, radiation table that there were angels wings that were covering me. And taking that. Just giving me whatever it thought I needed, but taking that um, that radiation from me. And I. I I am doing well, Jewel. I have, you know, I'm 65 now. And uh, so that was in 2007. Um, and I, I may have a little ache and pain, but by the time I command them to leave in the name of Jesus, I don't feel them anymore. And I'm healthy. I'm strong. So um, side effects, I want to say sometimes I think it has affected the memory of that process. And maybe that's good. I don't know that I need to remember all that happened to me. <laughs> okay. Well, that's amazing, though. That That's an experience that I know you'll never forget. No. No. Hey, yeah. Wow, that's great. Now, what... I'm, I'm just amazed listening to the story um, and the journey um, post cancer that goes to show you you know you really need to have a faith or strong faith when you're going through something horrific and for those that haven't experienced such a thing um, I will say it, it does help uh, reduce cancer as well um, it keeps the cancer cells from multiplying um, it just gives you a better outlook on life and help you to cope and deal with such a horrific experience well you know what Jewel um, I'm not to interrupt you but I found out that taking the black cohosh was just like taking synthetic mm -hmm. estrogen so to me, that was the start of the problem. Cause I had uh, years before, I mean, many, so let's say five years before gone on this complete health kick journey. So I was eating well, I was exercising and, you know, just trying to be the best um, person that I could be. And then I found, like I said, because black cohosh, you know, you're thinking, okay, but then as I continued to do some other things, I realized that um, some other investigation, I realized that it mimics estrogen in your body. And 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 even 
prior to um, cancer, say way back when I was a 20 something year old girl, I remember the doctors telling me that I had um, an overabundance, if you will, of estrogen. So, um, yeah, so, you know, so I would always get the fibroid tumors, which they say is, is, uh, one of the the leading, um, signals that you have this overabundance of estrogen. You got this, uh, estrogen feeding these, uh, fibroids. Mm -hmm. Fibroid fibroid tumors. Um, so mm-hmm. once I started to put all the things together, I realized that that didn't help me, that the black cohosh, it helped me in one sense that it um, it reduced or got rid of the, the hot lashes, but it was, it created another issue for me. I mean, this is what happened for me mm-hmm. uh, or to me. And so then after that, I switched to the wild yam. You, you know, the wild yam cream that um, that you can rub on you externally to uh, uh-huh. pre- prevent the the hot flashes, and then, and then you know, right. just so many so many other things, so many other things I could tell you about. They came back and said after I'd gone through the surgery, they came back and said, "Oh, well, we did a we did an X-ray and we found we found cancer in your other breast, and we're going to do the same thing." And I said, "Oh no, we're not going to do the same thing." Because, you know, I'm going to believe God and this thing is going to be healed. So long story short, I did not have the same type of surgery on my left breast. I never let them remove my right breast. I just let them do a lumpectomy. Um, and, and what else did she do? She took out all the lymph nodes under my arm, my right armpit, and removed most oh. of the fat in my breasts. Oh well, that's good. So you're not. So you didn't have to have the surgery for the left side. So what other things have you done since then? And uh, have you had your mammogram? Have they said there's nothing well, there? Well, or? you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say answer to you no because I told you from 2000 it was a year long journey, right? So from 2007. Right to 2008 I was I was still working and um, I got laid off March of so right after my I completed <laughs> I completed all my uh, medical things that I needed to go through for the cancer I got laid off so mm-hmm. I spent probably from 2008 until probably last year, not having insurance. So I had to no way. do what I thought I could do to keep myself healthy, which was I do my breast exams. And that just tells me if, I, if there's a lump or something there. I have the blood work done. And there are certain markers in your blood that lets you know that something is that I can't call it, but it tells you this. If there's something elevated in that blood marker, it tells you you have something like a cancer. And uh, mm-hmm. like and was not able to afford insurance once I got laid off. 
So, and that was another thing. So that sent me further into my, well, you better take care of you journey. So, uh, eating healthy, taking, trying to take the right, having somebody check on my blood and, and all these other things that I found through the nine health fair too, because there, I found that there were certain things that I could pay for in there that I could afford to pay for that I would have done through the nine health fair. Um, well, see, that's the yeah. thing. Now, that's and, a and good it was thing. I. I did get a job, um, probably a year or two after being laid off. But it was it was uh, I made. Lord help me. Something like forty thousand dollars less than what I was making at the company. So at eleven dollars an hour, once again, could not infor- could not afford. Um, medical insurance. So that's why I say up until last year when I um, got on to Medicare, it's the first time I've had insurance. And so I have been doing and going wherever I can go to get uh, get free help as I say, okay, check this, check that. But I just believe that if it wasn't, if it, if it had, if it was not for the grace of God, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Now that that's something to marvel because uh, psychologically, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you had to figure it out and had to find a way. And then just in the community of having breast cancer and not being able to afford insurance and going so long to I mean that that's to me that's faith because people give up and they get tired and they get weary um but you're you seem and sound so much stronger even going in the midst of it all that's what's to me that's what i marvel about you and your journey is that you never gave up and you figured it out you figured a way to sustain yourself and now be totally i I, I did have a, a breast exam at one of those nine health fairs actually but um and i know people people probably hear this all the time but i grew closer to god during that journey because i didn't have anybody else i could lean on i mean who do you lean on in those types of crises right so you might as well lean on the one who made you the one who knows you knows your body you know knows knows how he formed you um Right. Because you do have friends, but they have their own lives and then they can't possibly understand your core feeling. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. So God is. And so, yeah, I mean, so what would I tell somebody else? Um, Yeah, you have to we have to take our own health we have to take hold of our own health 
because nobody can do that for you. Being sick is very yes. expensive. I found out that it's cancer, multi-billion oh. dollar industry, right? Not million, but billion. My, my, my they told exactly. me before I even got started with them, they, the first thing they wanted to know is if I had insurance, how I was going to pay. See? And that, that's the first exactly. thing they wanted to know. So why not make healthy choices? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what's discouraging because you have people that want to live and may not right. even have may insurance. May not even have any insurance. Whereas you exactly. had the... And when you had insurance and was working and then had to take a pay cut and had to reduce your insurance, it causes more stress. So this is what I'm saying uh, to all the listeners out there. You know, you've got to take control of your exactly. own well-being um, at least. And you need to know, your, listen yeah. to your body. Your body yeah. tells you so much about how it's feeling. And you, you know, I mean, even if something right. simple like I ate that, oh, I ate that, I digested it, but it's not agreeing with me. Then don't eat it anymore. <laughs> there, you might be having some chemical See? reaction well, now that I'm maybe everybody it. else doesn't have, but you're having it. <laughs> exactly. And now I know you are a Simply Julian because I say the same thing. I say, you listen to your body. Don't, don't let someone exactly. tell you about your body listen exactly. to your body and sit down sometimes well this has been great and i know that i thought we would be short I'm but sorry, i'm just um, <laughs> elated and no but i think this is good and people need to hear the truth and as i say that's your truth and they need to listen to the real skinny because everybody's got a story but i want to thank you for sharing your story and um just to thank all those listening and know be encouraged just know that we all have a story to tell and we all are relatable some kind of way just free to be yourself free to know there's always someone who will listen and don't forget you know that there's always a chance or a time to get to know yourself to start right. not start over but to start exactly healthy choices exactly so yeah i appreciate yeah. it thank you jewel yeah. I, I appreciate, appreciate the time that. yeah well hopefully you'll get to come back and speak a little bit more on it and we are going to um try and do another music thon for the orally cancer research foundation um so you can go to simplyjewel.com and click on that purple uh banner at the top of the website it'll tell you about simply jewel uh partnering mm -hmm. with dr green um for the orally smith cancer research foundation and i look forward to speaking to you again pam because i think this is what 
people need at this point and at this time that we're going through the quarantine people need to hear real stories and um right try, just to help, to along help the them way. along the way we all can encourage someone yeah encourage someone and and let them hear there are real people in the world that have stories um that we can't even imagine sometimes or that we find that's similar to what other people are going through and that helps people to get through their their journey or their trial and error but so oh, I thank you so people. much Okay. Well, until next we wrap, don't forget all the other platforms, simplyjewel.com, here on uh, Simply Jewel Atypical. And we also have Simply Jewel on patreon.com forward slash Simply Jewel, where you can talk about these things and helpful hints on uh, reducing stress and cancer sales. That's what Simply Jewel is all about on Patreon. So for those that have a question, comment, or concern, reach out to me and let's talk about it. Thank you for coming on Simply Jewel, a typical podcast where we are a typical of the average. Okay, Pam, I'll call you in a second. like to thank Pamela for coming on to Simply Jewel, a typical podcast, and also to encourage ladies and gentlemen to please be proactive in your care. Um, We never know when we're going to find a lump or if we have cancer cells that are multiplying in our bodies. But one thing we do know is that we can be proactive making healthy choices, eating healthy. Um, It can be generational, it can be environmental, it can be so many different ways that we are experiencing diseases and diagnosis. So with that being said, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Next week, we're going to have a nurse from New York who's going to speak with us and her experience while working in the hospitals during these unprecedented times. Thanks again. Look forward to meeting up with you guys again on Tuesday nights, 7 p.m., mountain time. Have a good night.